Dr. Luis Sandoval is accomplished in the fields of mental health and spiritual warfare. A medical doctor, board certified in neurology, psychiatry, and family medicine, he is also a psychiatrist for the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange, Ministry of Healing and Deliverance. Now, Dr. Luis Sandoval. Powerful Radio family, it's always a pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining us today. As always, what a wonderful day to talk about our mental health, our spiritual health, and our physical health. There's so much going on. If you were just listening to Jesse and Terry, I'm sure that they got you pumped up, as uh, Terry always says. He's feeling pumped from uh, Father Vigano's letter. He's feeling pumped that there is hope in this world. And today's show is called God is Still Working, um, because a lot of times we can start to feel discouraged, and I think that's really what we're talking about here. We want to keep our encouragement up. We want to keep that sense that God is still working in our lives, even in the midst of chaos. And how do we do that? You know, there's lots of different ways to do it, but as Catholics, I mean by lots of different ways, you're going to hear out there, you should do this, you should do that, you should hear all these different things happening. But as Catholics, we know that we have very specific ways about doing it. Um, You know, we, we look at our prayer life and how that's going. And we have to believe that in our prayer life, God is going to keep working and we want to see change. Just like when we work out, we want to see improvement. We want to see strength. You know, you start lifting the weights. You start, you know, trying to make yourself and push yourself to run a little bit longer. In our prayer life, it's the same thing. We got to lift those prayers to God and we got to do it in such a way that we expect to see change there as well. We want to do it. And as we're praying, we want to see change. God is saying, hey, challenge me because I'm going to make change in your life. But we have to know how to find it. We have to know how to look for it. Um, One of the things that we're going to talk about today is God is still working. Today, I want you to uh, reach out to us before we start with our prayer. Well, we're going to start with a prayer. But um, before we do that, I want you to let you know today is a live show. So I'm so excited that it's not pre-recorded. I'm able to to reach out to our listeners live. And what I want you to do is if you're listening to us today and you have any questions and you can, uh, whether it be about mental health, you can put that on the chat stream. But since today I'm talking about God is still working, I know that normally in our shows I talk a lot and uh um, you know, part of being a good psychiatrist is listening. And I don't get that chance if we don't have a live show to listen to you. And so today what I want to do is really listen to you. This show is for you the same way that the election says, oh, the vote is your voice. That's your voice in, in the world. Today what I want to hear is if you have anything to say, please put it in our chat if you have any questions. And what I really want to hear since God is still working is in the midst of all this chaos, how have you, our listeners, found that God is still working in your life? Because we forget that We want to see miracles and we want to see big changes and we want to see something that we say, oh, I want to see something extraordinary. But we got to remember that we need to find God in the ordinary. So I don't care if you think it's a silly miracle or something that changed in your life, something where you feel that God really intervened, where you prayed to Our Lady, you prayed to the rosary and something happened for you. You know, that's really what's important. So, uh, and if you have any prayer requests or anything like that, let me know as well. I'll be, I'll be following that. But I hope that you guys are here. I hope that we can talk about how God is working in our lives and how we look forward to that. Because that's a big part of our therapy, a big part of, of what we're doing. So give me one second here. Uh, I'm going to try to, uh, Richard, are you listening? Have you been, have you gotten a call yet? Okay. Give me one second here to our listeners. Um, I'm expecting a call. Uh, Terry mentioned that my wife and I uh, recently had a baby, and we did just a few days ago, and what a blessing. To me, that's what I can tell you is one of our miracles. 
uh, a miracle in our life. Because in spite of all this, this is where I see God is still working. God hasn't stopped in terms of letting life go on. God hasn't stopped and letting us be families. God hasn't stopped and letting us, uh, um, you know, come together and be together as a family, even in this time of stress. And that's really so special to us, um, so important. So if you're out there listening, go ahead and, and let us know in our chat, in the chat, what you're doing uh, and, and what you're thinking. What I'm going to start with today um, is I want to, um, there's a, a request for prayers for a dear friend, um, Rafael Miranda. Thank you, Ophelia, for sending that out. We're going to say our prayers for that. And then right now, uh, somebody very special to me just called in the show. Are we going to patch through, Richard? Hello? Hi. Hi, love. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. So to all our listeners, this is my wife, Ashley. And just to show you that here at Virgin Most Radio, more power, Most Powerful Radio, we are a family. I'm having my wife call in. And Ashley, how are you feeling? I am doing really well. I am folding laundry while baby sleeps. Well, <laughs> folding laundry while baby sleeps. Well, I'll be home <laughs> to help you fold that laundry soon. Um, but what we're talking about today, love, is we're talking about how God is still working in our lives, how we have to focus on prayer. And I think a lot of times we have to lead by example. Every day at noon, uh, I call you so that we can pray the Angelus or as much as we can. Um, and it's noon time now. The show's starting at noon. So how about we pray the Angelus right now? Is that okay with you? That's, that's a great idea. All right. We'll say in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary. And she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done to me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the word was made flesh. And wealth among us. Hail Mary. Dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And we always say, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl around the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Well, love, thank you so much for uh, calling it. And, uh, since you're on the air, do you want to say anything to our listeners about what you feel or how you feel God is still working in your life today? Well, um, just like you said, we just had a baby um, on Sunday. And so it was definitely um, God continuing to work in our lives because uh, we had uh, our youngest before our new one is uh, almost six now. So to have a new one um, is quite a blessing right now. So yeah. every day um, we get to experience that is definitely a reminder of God out there. Yeah, when this is our fourth child, for those of you listening, his name is Matthew, my first son. We've got three daughters. And, and what a blessing. You know, we were talking about having big families and big families uh, uh, being a sign of God in our lives and us working together. Ashley, how do you feel about having a fourth child now? Does it scare you? What do you think? 
You know, at first, uh, you know, any any uh, new addition is obviously, a, you know, a little bit of, oh, my goodness, can I do this? You know, can we do this as a family and, and everything? But, you know, I have to say with um, with every every new one, it just becomes a little easier, I think, because you just see all the the love and, you know, I mean, you hear love isn't divided, love multiplies. So you just see there's more and more love to give with each new addition. And so I think each one just shows uh, the love of God and the ability for us to just expand our love and welcome more and more um, love and joy into the family. You know, and what a great point to, to make, you know, that, that love expands. We have to remember that, you know, as we're watching the news and we're getting stressed out and we're wondering and we're hanging our hopes on votes or state results or things of that nature, you know, that doesn't really feel good. It feels very stressful. It feels like we have to rely on what's happening outside of us uh, for us to feel okay. But then when we look at the way God works, you know, that's the way humans work in terms of the votes. But when we look at the way God works, Love expands. It has no end. It doesn't have a, a finality to it. And I think that that's the eternity of God that we don't always understand or that um, we're trying to grasp and comprehend um, because adding in somebody else to our family, it's not like we can say, hey, I got to add more love. It just happens. You know, the love expands on its own. Well, thank you so much, love, for calling in. Thank you for praying with us today. You're welcome. All right. And I'll be home soon. Don't worry. Well, I'll be there to help you fold uh, a laundry or change diapers or whatever we need to do today. Okay. <laughs> no right. worries. We'll talk soon. Have a wonderful show. Thank you. And thank you bye. listeners here on Virgin Most. I'm sorry. You were going to say something, love? I was just saying goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. We'll talk soon. All right. To our listeners, anybody who might feel discouraged, you know, I've got a few Bible verses. I find that very therapeutic sometimes to, to read that. I know that when Jesse and Terry were, were reading the, the, the Vigano letter, uh, he inspired us with, with a lot of Bible verses. So we're going to be peppering those in between our show. And I'm getting some really good uh, questions here on the chat that we're going to answer um, <clears throat> pretty soon. I know that our time's probably going to be up for this segment uh, in a little bit here. So I don't want to cut anybody short. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, sorry about that. <clears throat> I had to drink some water there. But um <clears throat> Um when we come back we're gonna be um focusing on the questions. I'm gonna handle each of those individually. Um and I wanna give them time, okay? So I'm I'm not gonna get into that now. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm not sure what happened there. I was choking for a little bit, but I I got my got my voice back on. I'm getting some great questions. Um, but overall, I really want us to keep the faith. I don't want us to be discouraged. God is working in our lives individually. God knows us individually. And that's really what we want to come to. That's where we're going to find our faith. Um, ultimately, what we want to know is we want to be heard, and we want to know that we're being um, thought of personally by God himself. This is where we really need to work on as we do our prayer life. When we're doing our prayers and we're hoping for change in the world, we have to believe that that change is going to happen. We have to believe that as we're praying, we're doing something. No different than saying, you know, I'm going to take a hammer to a nail and drive it into this into this uh, wooden piece because I'm making a box or something along those lines. I got to believe that I'm going to see that kind of change as I'm praying. I got to believe that I'm going to see God working as I'm praying. I have to use my eyes of faith, though, 
because God doesn't work in, in, in our physical world the way we expect to. God doesn't make these changes the way we know them to be done. And so we have to tune ourselves with the eyes of faith. More about that when we come back. Hi, this is Jesse Romero from the Terry and Jesse Show, also from Jesus 911. Let's face it, we all need to use the internet, but we need screen accountability. Why? Pornography is a huge problem, especially on the internet. And every time we tap into the internet, we get bombarded with images and temptations that degrade our humanity. So we need Covenant Eye to block these pornographic sites and advertisements from infiltrating our lives. Covenant Eyes helps us take custody of our eyes and custody of our intellect. So I recommend you go to CovenantEyes.com and type in the promo code, the NPR, to support the network. Protect yourself and your family from the eminent threats on the internet. www.CovenantEyes.com Code VMPR Live Porn Free. Thank you for listening to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Thank you. God bless you. Keep the faith. If you shop on Amazon.com, there's an easy way to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Just visit smile.amazon.com and type in Catholic Resource Center under the desired charity. Now, when you log into your Amazon account and purchase products, a portion of it will automatically go to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio at no cost to you. Thanks in advance for supporting CRC and VMPR, and may God richly bless you and your family. This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life, 877-543-3871, because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support. All right, and welcome back to the clinic, Virgin Most Powerful Radio listeners. Um, thank you for being here with us today. Today is a live show. I am checking the chats. I'm going to be uh, talking about and discussing any questions you guys might have, but really I want to hear if you feel that there's any miracles or any ways that you feel God is working in your life that you want to share with us. I think it's always encouraging to hear other people's stories and, and what people are going to are going through in their lives in order to really understand that God is still working in our lives too. Sometimes we we get those messages. Here's a Bible verse that I love. It's from Second Chronicles 20, uh, 15, uh, and it says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, 
for the battle is not yours, but God's. That's something that we really want to remember because a lot of times we really, we, we feel that we have to do things on our own. We feel that whatever's happened in the world, we have to do it on our own. We feel that I have to pray and I'm, and I've sinned or I'm bad or, or bad things are happening. And it's really up to me to make it better. And I have to do this. Well, yes, we absolutely do have to put our part in. We have to, um, make that, that effort to, uh, better our lives. But what we got to remember is this. The battle's not ours alone. It's God's battle. And we have to remember that as we're doing that, God is actually there helping us. It's no different than if you have a friend who tripped and fell. He tripped and fell on the floor, and he's got to get up. But guess what? I can be there to help him get up. We're going to accomplish the same goal. But, boy, it's a whole lot easier if we let God help us, you know, as we're doing it. we got to put our effort, and sometimes it takes just a little bit of effort from God, just a bit, a little, little bit of effort from the other person, and we get to do that at the same time. And, boy, what better than God helping us get up off the floor? So as I'm looking here, um, one of the comments that was made was that somebody was uh, uh, finding it difficult to pray before the lockdown, and they found that uh, before this whole coronavirus lockdown, COVID lockdown, what a discouragement there, huh? We're all stuck at home, and all of a sudden our lives changed completely. But they were finding it to pray even one rosary, and now they're up to five rosaries a day. That's amazing. This is, you know, it, it's just like working out, you know, or, or, or reading something or studying something. At first, it can be really, really hard. And then all of a sudden, the more you do it little by little, you start getting the hang of it and you actually want to do it. You want to do it more. I think that that's very, very encouraging that, you know, you put your focus. Sometimes the, 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 we find the positive out of the negative in this lockdown, you know, it changed our focus. We used to focus on running through life and getting things done. And of course, that's normal. We have to do that. But then in the lockdown, all of a sudden the focus here was on praying the rosary. And boy, you know, whoever, uh, learn Bible verse out there, that's your title there. You know, whoever you are, boy, you are a warrior there. You've gotten so strong in the faith. You've grown in grace. You, if we're up to five rosaries a day, that tells me that that something something right is happening. You know, something good is happening. That's exciting, you know, because again, the battle's not our own. We got to believe that if I'm able to do that, if I wasn't able to even pray one, and now I'm actually able to pray five, that tells me a few things. That tells me I'm probably looking forward to doing it. You know, it's something that I do, I look forward to doing. It doesn't tell me that it's easy, but it probably tells me that it gets easier. And I think part of it is we're allowing God to help us to get off that floor or to lift us or to work in our lives. We've got to remember something is happening as I'm praying. Not only am I praying for things around me to change, but more importantly, I'm praying that my heart becomes softer. I'm praying that my faith becomes stronger. And I'm praying that I am not in so much turmoil about that which is going on around me and that I find peace. That's the mental health right there. If you're going to come to my clinic and I'm going to say, hey, you know, I'm going to prescribe you a prayer um, to do. It's just as good. Why would I prescribe you prayer instead of medication? Why am I going to prescribe something just to prescribe it? It wouldn't make sense. But if I say I'm going to prescribe you a prayer, I'm anticipating that just like if I take a, a pill for a headache and I anticipate that I'm going to see that headache go away because I know something is working, I need to think about prayer in the same way. As I pray, I anticipate something is happening. There is some healing taking place. Some of that headache, that spiritual headache is going to go away, which is why we can't underestimate when we go to confession, if, you know, when we receive the sacraments, when we go to confession, we see the Eucharist, um, we need to understand that something is happening. There is something happening spiritually. We might not be able to see it. But now we have to have those eyes of faith and realize something's, something's going on. When a priest gives us a penance, say, and they say, oh, pray a decade of the rosary, pray three Hail Marys, 
you notice that's a spiritual prescription. That's not just, you know, you're going to pray because it's nice to pray or it sounds good to pray. No, why, if, if I'm coming here for spiritual healing, I'm expecting some kind of medication. When we don't think of prayer that way, because prayer works off of faith, right? We have to, the level of faith when Christ was created, was doing miracles. He relied on people's faith for them to work. If we don't put our faith in that prayer, it's not going to be quite as effective. And that can be very, very challenging. There was another thing here. Thank you, Ophelia, so much for uh, our well wishes. Yeah, to the new baby, our baby Matthew. Um, you know, gosh, we're so happy. What a blessing. And new life, you know, in the midst of chaos reminds us. That's another. That's a huge reminder to me that God is still working in our lives. God has allowed us to partake with him and, and God, and we co-create with God. God gives us a soul for our child. We help on the physical part. But we are creating with God, and life is still happening. God is still working with us. God didn't say, because you guys are creating chaos down there, I'm going to stop working in your life. Good things are still going to happen, regardless of what's going on around us. So that's something important to, to note. Somebody asked a really, really good question. They said, uh, how can we understand or know God's will and, and if we are on the right track? And this is uh, Joey D. from New Jersey. Thank you for asking that question all the way from New Jersey across the, across, uh, the country here. Thank you for listening to us. You know, that is a wonderful question. And that can be a little bit challenging to answer and to comprehend because the, the, truth, the truth is we don't always really, really know. You know, we, and we have to understand what we mean by that. When we think we know something, it's because we say, oh, I know something because I understand how it works. I've seen how, how uh, um, what changes it makes. Like I know how to drive a car. I know how to turn it on. I know how to turn the steering wheel. And I know what's going to happen every time I do this. But when our knowledge gets to that point, we kind of stop thinking about it. You know, we, everything becomes second nature. When it comes to following God's will, we've got to remember that we are on a journey. And we'll never truly know exactly. And this is where the element of faith comes in. Because this goes back to what we were talking about before. This is a great question, Joe. Um, this goes back to what we were talking about before, where sometimes we think, how do I know that I am on the right path? And how do I know God's will? We've got to remember it's a cooperation. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to do my part, and I'm going to look at the chaos around the world, and I might get scared, or I'm going to look at all these things. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to do my part, and now I have to have the faith. I have to believe that God is doing his part too. That's how I kind of, shall we say, know that I'm on the right path. Because what I'm doing is, am I praying? But am I praying so that I can get closer to God, or am I praying so that I get more things in this earth? Am I praying for the well-being of my enemies or the people who I find frustrating? Am I taking that step back and hoping that I can see the good in them? Or am I trying to find ways to make myself feel better by putting them down or finding you know, joy when something bad happens to them? Ha, they deserve that because look at the way they treated me. This is how we know we're getting closer to God and doing God's will. We start to see each other as, the, as Christ. We start to look for Christ in the other person and realize, boy, they're not perfect. They might be really annoying, but I'm probably annoying to people too. You know, I'm not perfect. I, I might, you know, talk to somebody and they say, gosh, Dr. Sandoval, you're, you know, what's going on? That's, that's kind of annoying. Um, and we don't always see how we uh, affect other people. Really, ultimately, how do I know I'm doing God's will? I hope and I have faith. And we, I have faith in the commandments. I have faith in the sacraments. I have faith in how I'm praying. And I'm trying to look for the good in others. I get out of myself. So it comes down to, you know, there was that gospel reading where that, that gentleman comes up to Christ and says, 
you know, I follow all the commandments. I do this, I do that. Is there anything else I need to do uh, to, to reach eternal life? And, you know, there's lots of ways to interpret this. We can look at, you know, how he said it, what he said, but we weren't there. All I can imagine, it's kind of like, you know, well, I'm, I'm, I've got my checklist down, and what do I need to do now? I think I'm, I'm on the right path. And Christ says, well, you have to choose me. Leave, all, leave everything you have, get, everything, get rid of everything you have, and choose me. Because ultimately, that's how we know we're doing God's will. I might have stockpiled a lot of good things, and I might be following the rules. But by choosing Christ and following Christ, my question is, in that process, am I doing it to learn about Christ, to understand Christ, to give myself spiritual healing the way I would mental healing? You know, when we talk about psychology, psychiatry, we look at things and we say, I want to understand how people think, or I want to understand what's going on in that person's mind. Am I doing the same thing with Christ? Am I trying to understand Christ as a friend, part of my life? That's how we know we're doing the, the you know, kind of following God's will or, or being on the right path. I'm getting outside of myself, and I'm trying to see how I can be Christ in this world. Great question, Joe. I hope uh, I hope I answered it. I know I can get long-winded there. Um, there's a, uh, you know, something about striving every day, um, and and that's that's a really really good point there too. You know, uh, Magali Castellanos, thank you for for responding to that and talking about striving every day and striving each day each day to be closer to God, because you make a good point, and I think the biggest point there is each day. You know, a lot of times we think that this life is a, a sprint and we have to take it as that marathon. So today might not be the best day. I might not feel good, but just because I don't feel good doesn't mean God's not working in my life. I got to wait for the next day. Today might not be good. Tomorrow might be better, but every day, regardless of how I feel, I need to strive closer to God. I'm not always good at that. I'll be honest with you. Having <laughs> having rough days, sometimes it makes it rough to to feel like God is in my life. I don't always see that. But I think little by little, we start working um, towards God, and then all of a sudden we start to find a way to strive forward and to, and, and to say, every day is God's day. Every day is my day to, to build that friendship and that relationship with God. You know, there's a comment here, um, and this is, this is amazing. Um, to teach the Bible verse through pictures, a small step to spread the good news. I think that that is so powerful because we, we love to read Bible verses and they settle in with us. And especially if we're listening through radio, right? We're using, we're using our ears to allow God to come into our hearts. But I remember uh, being a kid, seeing pictures or images was very, very impactful. That was so powerful, you know, overall. Sometimes if we can... Um, teach the Bible through Bible ver- or Bible verses through pictures, and we can have images of when God met the leper, of when God made miracles in somebody's life, and we have that image or that picture. Boy, that's so powerful. Sometimes those pictures stick with us more than anything else, um, and we start to see really and imagine ourselves there in that place. Or more importantly, if we see that God was working with somebody else, it would be a lot easier to, re- to imagine that Christ is right here with me um, because as Christ told us, he's going to be with us till the end of time. If I can see an image or a picture, um, it's very powerful to be able to say, hey, you know, if God was there with that person, how can I use that and imagine myself either in that place of that person or even better yet, God is actually with me right now. God is with me in the studio. God is with me as I'm driving. Jesus is there. If I'm praying, this is the moment of faith. This is this is truly the moment of faith and change and, and belief. If I can pray with the idea that God is right there with me, that Christ is with me, how can I not expect to see the change and allow God to work in my life? That's really where we get powerful. That's where we get the changes. That's where we get the inspirations. More to come after the break, but remember, 
We're going to keep encouraging ourselves. We're not going to be discouraged with the chaos going on in the world. We're going to let God work in our lives, and we're going to try to see it with the eyes of it. great man once said that evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. Well, you and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind and has long climbed from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose this war, and in so doing lose this great way of freedom of ours, history will report with the greatest astonishment that those that had the most to lose did the least to prevent it from happening. Well, I think it's high time now that we ask ourselves if we still even know the freedoms that were intended for us by our founding fathers. Every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom exists, not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. You weren't made to fit in, my brothers and sisters. You are born to stand out, set yourself apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. God bless you. In 1 Corinthians 13, 13, St. Paul says, So there abide faith, hope, and love, these three. According to St. Ignatius of Antioch, faith is the beginning and love is the end. And God is the two of them brought into unity. Then comes everything else that makes up a Christian. May God grant that we may attain all the virtues that make for authentic followers of His Son. This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life, 877 877- Five four three three eight seven one because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome back to the clinic, Virgin Most Powerful Radio listeners. Such a great, I feel, you know, I feel so lucky to be able to have a live show with you. I always feel like, you know, we record the show and, and I, I love um, talking about mental health and spiritual health and, and really having our, our time together in that respect. But I love being able to listen to you and see your chat messages. You know, we're all connected here as a family. A few uh, Bible verses to uh, that, that really speak to me right now, and hopefully they speak to you. Uh, one of them is from Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. Be not dismayed, for I am with you. I will not fail you or forsake you wherever you go. Be strong and of good courage. You know, these are those times when we feel alone, that when we feel, is God still working? We see the chaos around us. Is God still working in our world? And when I read this, I, it's got to rem- I'm reminded of, few, of a few things. You know, if we break this passage down, I'm going to read it one more time, and we're going to break it down a little bit. Be not dismayed, for I am with you. I will not fail you or forsake you 
wherever you go, be strong and of good courage. So I think sometimes when I read this passage right off the bat, I think of the, of the you know, what sticks out to me is that God's not going to fail me. He's not going to forsake me and to be strong and good courage. And God is with me. But one of the things that's really, really important is the way that this passage starts. Be not dismayed for I am with you. And be, even before the for I am with you, be not dismayed. As a parent, when I'm talking to one of my children and I say, hey, you're not looking pretty good or what's going on, you look sad or something's happening, that tells me that I've already made an assessment. I've already realized that my child is not well. And in order to be able to do that, that means that I have to know my child. I have to know when they're doing well, when they're not doing well. I know them when, when they're, uh, I know what they like. I know the flavors that they like, the colors they like, um, the different things that, that they turn to or that inspires them or gets them excited. And when God is telling us, be not dismayed, that tells me a few things. It tells me, one, he understands what it means to be dismayed. He sees that in us, and he understands that. Two, it means that he's so empathetic, and he shares with us, because when my child's not doing well, I'm not doing well. That I can tell you. You know, if my child's sad, I'm going to be sad. I, we always want to encourage each other. Why? Because I don't just say, well, you're sad, you know, go be sad by yourself. It's kind of like, hey, what's going on? Is there any way I can make this better? If God is saying to us right now, be not dismayed, that lets us know that he understands us. He understands, hey, you're going through a difficult situation. As a good father, he is here with us, and he's asking us, how am I going to make this better? This is where prayer comes in. This is where we need to pray, and when we pray, you know, we need to pray, and we need to let God know, God, I am dismayed right now. This is what's happening. It's okay to do that. I think a lot of times we are, sometimes, I shouldn't say a lot of times, it depends on on an individual person, but sometimes when we pray, we think that we can't ask for things or we or we can only uh, um, pray in a certain way and, and we forget to kind of speak to God as he is our father. And, and by kind of, I mean, he is our father. So to be able to let God know, God, I'm not feeling good right now. This is what's happening. You know, what can you do for me? And God, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm frustrated or I'm feeling like I'm not being listened to or God, actually, you know, right now I, I don't feel your presence in my life. I, I'm sad by that. And I'm speaking to you because I know you're there. This is where I'm going to show you my faith in you. I'm going to let you know that I know you're there, but I need to let you know that I just don't feel you in my life right now. And that can be really hard. At the same time, this is notice it says, be not dismayed for I am with you. As we're feeling dismayed, God is re reminding us that he is with us and he will always be with us. This is another one that's very familiar. Be, this is from Joshua chapter one, verse nine. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So these are important, important passages for us. Listen to John chapter 16, verse 33, if this speaks to anybody now. In this world, you will have trouble. I've, ever since biblical times, there's, I don't think there's ever going to be a time in this world where there's not trouble. Sometimes we wait for that. We're waiting for that time of peace. But in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Regardless of what's happening in the world right now, we got to remember who's in charge. And something very important to remember um, is that we are not alone. That's what God keeps telling us. And he tells us that because he knows, hey, there's going to be a time where you feel alone. I'm warning you right now. It's kind of like talking to your kids, you know, and you tell them, hey, you know, if you do that, you're probably not going to feel good doing that. But understand that this is why that is. You know, you're, you're going to go study for a, take a test. You're probably not going to feel good. You might be stressed out. I, I get that you're not going to feel good. But that's not the most important thing in the world. I'm here with you. We're going to go do this together. That's what God is always telling us, just like a parent does. Um, there were a few other comments here on the chat. Let me take a quick look. Um, oh, my goodness, Catherine from India. I did not realize. I guess I read one of your comments, and I, 
I spoke of you in the masculine, and I apologize. Catherine, thank you very much for your for your uh, uh, comments. This is, this is, they're so good. I mean, I really appreciate that. And thank you from India all the way. Thank you for, for from listening. Um, you know, if you're in India right now, wonderful. If you're here, that's great too. But wow, thank you for, for giving us that encouragement. You know, and if you are in India or any or, or of our international listeners, one thing that I'm very happy about is this may, this is what reminds me about God's greatness because here we worry about what's happening in our individual country politically. You know, we worry about our individual world. But listen, hearing from Catholics around the world from different countries remind me that the countries and the borders that we have can never separate the unity that we have in the kingdom of God and our Catholic faith. That's what truly, truly unites us. And it doesn't matter what country we're from. We're actually from only one country, from one planet, from one place, and that's heaven. And that's what we're going to get back to. So always good to, to hear that. Um, Malia V, thank you for saying, pray, hope, and don't worry. St. Padre Pio, pray for us. That's right. You know, ultimately, when we have these discouragements or these concerns, that's what I love about these Bible verses. Once we pray, that's our level of faith. You know, and your friends or, or people around you, they, if, if they don't have the faith in God that we have, or if we're not in that place, people don't understand where I can say, oh, geez, you know, this is what I'm going to do today, or I'm having a good time, or I'm feeling okay, or I'm, I'm inspired to do this. And they say, how can you possibly do that? Don't you see what's happening on the news? Don't you see the, all these different things? And we say, yeah, you know, pray, but don't worry. You know, I'm praying. I'll let you worry about that. My my concern is with God. My concern is that my heart and my mind go to God, and that's where my faith lies. And guess what? I have peace because of that. Regardless of what happens around me, I'm going to be at peace, and that's so so important. Um, BB, thank you so much for the for the congratulations. Appreciate that. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, again, all my listeners always say, if you ever have any topics you want to talk about. Um, any, anything that you want to hear about or questions you might have as far as mental health, physical health, um, or spiritual health. That's what we're here to talk about. And we're also here to learn from each other. You know, I learn from all my listeners all the time. Um, when you do comments, you, you inspire me every day, always as I'm, as I'm doing this. So please remember if you're inspiring me, you're inspiring a whole lot of people. Um, let me see here. So Armando Burciaga, somebody's working on a roof in Denver. That's wonderful. I, you know what? I used to do a lot of uh, construction work with my dad. He worked in construction and working on a roof. That was a good time sometimes. I say sometimes because I didn't always know how to hold the light. But you know what? I mentioned that because working with each other, those childhood memories, working with my dad, being a family together, that's what stays in our heart. You know, all these political things, all these things can distract us from what's really important. And what really stays in our heart is the times that we spent together as a family, the times that we took the time to be there for each other, to listen to each other, even if we're working on a roof, you know, or doing something along those lines. So Armando, keep working on that roof, man. I hope you're getting some good nails in there. Um, Maria, I'm, I'm going to butcher your last name. I hope not. Vigorito. Pray, 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 repent, repent, repent. I love that. You know why? Because it reminds me of the Marian apparitions and the messages that Mary sends to us. And I'm going to talk about that in the last segment of the show because that's something very important that we want to talk about. So Maria, thank you for reminding me of that because that's a, a huge, huge comment that we have to make in the last segment. We've got to remember our ladies with us and what that means, okay? So this is very important, especially in these times. Especially in these times. We can't, we can't deny this. Um, so these are things that... Uh, that are that are so so near and dear to our hearts. And Maria, and you're listening from Australia. 
wow, I hope everything's going over well in Australia. I love, I love seeing people internationally and from far away because we are united. You know, we are united in, in, in our Catholic faith. Remember that, you know, as, as we're going across the world, as we're meeting different people, or as now, you know, we're connected across the world technically through technology, you know, even, even before we say the internet and we say um, social media, things like that. But before that, once television came about, once radio came about and we can hear each other, the world became pretty small. And what we got to remember is that even though it might seem like we're, you know, the world's small connected in that way, but Australia kind of feels far from the U.S., Really, our hearts are united in Christ, so we're right with each other. We're right next to each other. I think that that's wonderful, you know. So let me see here. There was another comment here. So interesting question from uh, Dr. Dunkelweiss. Um, you know, he this is a great question, and I'm going to go ahead and read it if that's okay. Here is what is bothering me. Do you think we uh, Catholics are like a fatherless child right now with all of the resultant trauma which this causes? It seems our father, our earthly father, uh, referring to the Pope, has all but abandoned us without the good example and courage that that a father would show towards his sons and daughters. Um, so, you know, the Pope, the Papa. And uh, so that's a great question. Do I feel like we are a, like a fatherless child? I think we got to remember what the role of the Pope is. Uh, I'm not here to criticize the Pope or say anything wrong about him per se as a uh, as the the in the chair of Peter in the in the Petrine office. That's not the goal. I love the Petrine office, and is he doing right or wrong? You know, we have to remember this. When we're listening to what the Pope says, I look back and I ask myself, what is the office of the Pope, and any bishop in that in that matter, what's what's really their job? And, you know, people might say, oh, you can't criticize bishops and that. I'm not criticizing. It's like asking somebody else, what's my job? You know, if somebody says, well, what's your job as a doctor? My job as a doctor is obviously to heal, right? Why did I go to school? What did I learn? What what was the purpose of, of my position? And notice that I say position because I could be anything in life. Anybody could be anything in life. We get into certain positions, and that position itself requires certain things of us. We have certain responsibilities that that position requires. Some people exercise it better than others. There are some better doctors than others. You would say, well, you know, I didn't like the way that that doctor um, treated me or gave me medication, so I'm going to get a second opinion or I'm going to ask a different doctor. But notice that we're all in the same office of doctor or in the same position as doctor where our job is to heal and technically we learn from the same books. So when we talk about priests, when we talk about bishops, it's not a critique to say, well, what's their job? Because if I had, if one of my kids decided to go into religious life, I would expect something from that. I would say, well, technically, okay, if you tell me that you're going to be a fireman, your job is to put out fires. If you tell me you're going to be a priest, I think your job, and I don't think I know because this is the job of the priest, is to administer the sacraments, to preach the gospel, and to heal people spiritually. This is what Jesus did, right? You're a healer, you're a preacher, you're a teacher. This is what you're supposed to do. We're going to talk a lot more about this because this is important. I think that a lot of people feel discouraged in this way. And we're going to talk about the office of the Pope and what that means. And if we are feeling discouraged about it, how can we think about it differently? What can we do in our own lives and our minds um, to not get so discouraged and to feel like, are we out without a father? So that's a very, very great point to make. More when we come back. on apologetics you have entered into virgin most powerful's apologetics dojo where we go wall to wall with defending explaining sharing the faith master apologist carlo brusara carlo welcome to hands-on apologetics 
Hey, Gary, it's great to be back in the dojo, my friend. Master Apologist Ken Hensley, welcome to Hands-On Apologetics. Good to see you again, Gary. Good to be with you. Michael Barber, welcome. You have entered into the Virgin Most Powerful's Apologetics Dojo. Gary, thanks for having me on. We are chatting with Master Apologist Carl Keating. Gary, it's great to be back with you. Coming into the dojo is our good friend Steve Ray. Thank you, Gary. Good to be here. Tim Staples, welcome to Hands-On Apologetics. Hey, it's great to be with you, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Join many others in Gary Machuda's Apologetics Dojo. We have some of the best Catholic apologists in the nation. Streaming live weekdays from 10 to 11 a.m. Pacific. Hands-on apologetics on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. If you shop on Amazon.com, there's an easy way to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Just visit smile.amazon.com and type in Catholic Resource Center under the desired charity. Now, when you log into your Amazon account and purchase products, a portion of it will automatically go to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio at no cost to you. Thanks in advance for supporting CRC and VMPR, and may God richly bless you and your family. This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life, 877-543-3871, because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support. All right, welcome back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. This is Dr. Sandoval showing you join the clinic where we talk about your spiritual health, your mental health, and your physical health. Thank you for joining us today. I, I love the conversation we're having today. You know what I love about today? Being able to do a live show is to be able to talk to you guys and to see what your comments are and how you're feeling in your heart. And, and it makes it so much nicer because, you know, as therapists, sometimes, uh, we, or as a psychiatrist, I should say, uh, in therapy, um, or when we're, we're looking at patients, sometimes we talk a lot. And I love to listen listen to you guys because that's those are the best sessions ever. You know, and we learn from each other. You know, ultimately, as I'm putting out what people are saying, remember remember everybody else is listening to each other. So we're all listeners in this one together, and we're all, we're all um, um, talking together here. So what we were talking about before we left the show was a very, very important topic and, and some, a question that comes up all the time of how do I reconcile if I feel that, say, the pope or a priest or a bishop or somebody who's supposed to be in a position of spiritual authority, um, I, I'm not getting a good feeling. I'm not getting a good vibe of what they're saying, what they're doing, or things of that nature. And again, we got to take that step back and understand what is the purpose of the office or what is the, the, the position that this person has and what is their job in this place? You know, so one of the things that we look at is what is the job? So a few things to consider. First of all, the sacraments. You know, when we go to priests, the, the, the main, most important thing I can think of is we need the sacraments. And that's really the office of, of, of the priesthood uh, in a lot of ways where we go, we're going to receive the Eucharist. We're going to receive confession, the baptism. 
And one of the beautiful things about the sacraments, the way that Christ set this up, because he understood that we are uh, not perfect, is that regardless of what's happening, when a priest consecrates, um, it's always going to be a, a, a the, the transformation of the body and blood of Christ from the bread and the wine. It, it's going to become the body and blood of Christ regardless of the failings of the priest. So in that moment, God is in persona Christi, and regardless of whether the priest has sinned, not sinned, what he's done, the body and blood of Christ will be there for us. The same way that if you're going to receive, if you're going to go to confession and you're going to receive absolution, God doesn't look at the sins of the priest because Christ is telling us that he himself is working there and that he is actually making this happen. You will be absolved by Christ himself. And he's using the priest as a vessel in that moment. And God is the one who transforms the gifts of the bread and the wine into the body and blood. And that's going to happen because he's using the priest. He's working through the priest. So we believe and we know that it's actually Christ doing that. This is where we got to bring those eyes of faith when Christ is doing that. So when it comes to the sacraments, regardless of who the Pope is, he's going to administer the sacraments as, as appropriately, shall we say. I don't know about his personal condition, but in terms of what you are receiving, if you're receiving absolution, if you're receiving the body and blood of Christ from somebody who has truly been ordained by the church, then that's always going to be. God overlooks the fact that the priest, their vessel, might not be perfect, and he brings us a perfect sacrament. Now, when it comes to the question of teaching, this is what we have to look at. So we've all had teachers. We've been through school. We see this. What's the job of a teacher? The, the job of a teacher is to convey information that's already there. They are not the owners of the information. So a teacher, a math teacher does not own math. Math exists and it's there and hopefully they're going to teach it in a correct way that people can understand it. In the same way, Christ and his truth is already there. The job of the Pope is to convey that. This is why we have different popes. It's not like we have one pope and that person passes away and, oh, there we go. He's the only one who had this information. No, the truth is, Christ is, the truth is there. Our teachings are there. The magisterium of the church is greater than the person who's holding the office of Peter. So if we feel like we're without a pope, I don't think Christ would ever leave us without a pope necessarily. I think it's more along the lines of we also have a responsibility to read our catechism, to read our Bible, to know what the truth is, and expect that our leaders are going to convey that truth. If we ever feel like they're not conveying that truth, one, of course, we're going to pray for them. And that's the whole purpose of the show. God is still working and prayer works. So I would say pray for them because I feel that that priest is not doing what's right. And priests and popes and bishops, they're human beings just like us. And they're going to have faults just like us. And they're going to have sins just like us. So they can fall in error. They can fall into sin. That's going to happen. They're human. I don't hold them accountable for that per se, other than are you doing your job? Are you conveying the truth of Christ or are you conveying your own truth? Are you making up your own math or are you conveying and teaching the math as it is, as a standard? I, as a physician, cannot all of a sudden start to invent my own medication, my own treatment without there being some kind of a standard of care, as we call it. So we get licensed, we go through school, we learn the standard medication that's been set up. We understand what medication works and what doesn't. And while we are always experimenting or looking for new products or learning more about the body, when it comes to Christ, there's nothing more to experiment. Christ is the final word. Whatever he has said, that's it, and that's the truth. And that is why we expect our priests, our bishops, our popes to convey the message of Christ. If we ever hear something and we feel like, hey, that's not the message of Christ, I don't think that that's the message of Christ, then it's up to us to go back to the, the readings, to the books, 
whatever it is to study and go to some solid sources. Obviously, the Bible is a solid source. If you want to go back and read Thomas Aquinas, that's a solid source. If you want to go back and listen to what prior cardinals, bishops, saints, if we want to listen to, say, something that Fulton Sheen has said, we want to hear that. And we know in our hearts what's true or what's not true. That's really the, the what we want to um, do in order to understand our spiritual health. Because ultimately, it's up to me to save my soul and pray to Christ, and Christ is going to work with me on that. But it's going to be me before the throne of Christ at that time, at the time of judgment, and I'm going to have to make accounts for what I did. I can't make accounts for what the Pope did or for what a priest did or for anybody else. I'm going to have to say, look, I know the truth. I know the truth in my heart. I know the truth in my conscience, and that's what I have to follow. I hope that our leaders are able to convey the truth. Notice I say the truth because it's the truth for all of us. The truth of Christ is the truth for the popes, for the bishops, for the priests, for us, for married couples. The truth is the same. That doesn't change. And my question is, how well did I follow that, regardless of what anybody else did? So if we hold on to that, hopefully that can give us some peace to understand that. Mm, if I'm hearing something that's not quite right, I'm going to be my own, the example in the world of what I know the truth to be. So let's see here, a few other comments. So thank you. I hope I answered that question. That was a great, great, great point and great question. Um, let's see here. There was something I, I read here. Um, oh, yeah. So Matt Donnelly, thank you for reaching out to us. We are praying for you. I hope you find a, a job soon. And anybody who's out there praying, please pray for Matt that he can hopefully find a job. Uh, it's tough times out there. And Matt also tells us that he prays that evil will be rooted out of both the church and our country. Evil is clearly visible now more than it ever has been. Matt, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I'll tell you what, working in deliverance, um, not a clean job. You know, have anybody seen the show Dirty Jobs? That's kind of what it feels like sometimes. You know, you go in there, a lot of people glamorize it. And Hollywood loves to glamorize the, uh, the occult. You know, and I think that that's part of the ploy, right, of the occult. They want to seem like they're the good guys or glamorous or, or you know, people really be intrigued by it. It's really a dirty job. You know, you're really working in the sewers. All we are is pest control. You know, you're trying to get rid of pests. But the problem is that people are opening doors and allowing the rats in. You got to close the doors. You, got, you can't allow the pests in. And if you see them coming in, you got to take care of them right away. So the quicker you do it, it's kind of like having ants in the house. You know, you got to find the trail. Where is it coming from? Seal that door and get rid of the ants. Um, because otherwise, they're just going to keep coming. But what are the ants coming for? They're coming for the food that we leave. And the food for them, for the occult, is any sins that we have, anything we're not ready to overcome, we got to get rid of that because that's so tasty to them. Boy, we're allowing the pests to come in. We're opening the door and we're setting the food out for them. It's up to us to close those doors. So that's a really important point. Thanks, Matt, for pointing that out. Um, there was uh, another comment uh, here. Let me see. where did I, I kind of lost that one here. Um, yeah, so God has a plan. God is still working. Thank you, Maria, for reminding us of that. Um, and you had mentioned something important, and I wanted to get to that before our show. I know that we're our time's almost up. But this is one of the most important things that we have to remember. God is still working. And when we say that, okay, God is still working, it's a great saying, but we got to take it a step further and we got to ask ourselves, okay, if God is still working, how is he working? You know, our friend in Denver who's putting a roof on, he's, you could say, oh yeah, he's working. Okay, but what's he doing? What, how is he working? Well, what's happening? I have to expect to see that because if I'm going to do this with the eyes of faith, I think God's going to be very happy to say, when I say, hey God, well, you're, you're working, I want to see your work. If somebody's putting up a roof, I want to say, well, let me see what you did. I don't just want to hear about it. I want to see, was it done right? How does it look? The most important thing to remember in this, if God is still working, I want to see how that's happening. Well, you know, in our Catholic faith, it brings us back to pray, 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 and repent, repent, repent. 
Once we start doing that, this is why Our Lady appears to us. This is where we've got to turn our heart to that. This is where apparitions are not just a nice fanciful thing to think about. These are the times that we have to think about it. This is what's important. How do we know God's working? If it's something important enough that he sends Our Lady to us on different occasions to tell us, hey, things have to improve. You have to pray. You have to repent. Why? It's not so much because all of a sudden we're so bad that we have to do this. It's because because of our actions, we're not able to see God working and we're not going to be able to make the right choices in our life and ultimately at the time of judgment. Remember, it's still a choice. So when we're doing all this, we can have a whole lot of distractions. We can distract ourselves by the chaos that's happening in the world right now, whether it be elections, whether it be what's happening to my neighbor or things aren't going well in my life or frustrations because of different uh, you know, relationships I might have or things of that nature. But ultimately, those can all be distractions, if we're not careful, of us taking our focus away from God. All of a sudden, we have things like apparitions. You know, we talk about praying the rosary. Well, why do we even talk about praying the rosary? Oh, pray the rosary. It's really good. This is important when we pray. Why are we praying the rosary? Why are we praying certain prayers? Well, where does the rosary come from? If we remember, our rosary comes from different types of prayers, but where was it emphasized? We talk about Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of Lourdes. These aren't prayers that we're making up. This is part of the prayers that we truly believe are going to get us to where we need to be. These are the prayers that are going to help us to see things through the eyes of faith, even in the midst of the chaos that we're having right now. And this is what's most important. This is what we want to think about and what we want to look at with the eyes of faith. Praying the rosary, what was Our Lady's message? You know, she doesn't want to see the world in chaos, but ultimately because she doesn't want us to see us go to hell. She's saying, I want you to make the right choice for God and not fall into the traps of the devil. And so there's a really, really good question here. How can we get rid of demonic influence on our teenage child if they have rejected the faith and won't go to confession? That's a great question. Thank you, Bonnie, for asking that question. Because if we feel that our teenage child is being influenced or moved in a certain direction, this is where it gets really hard as parents. We feel a lot of times responsible for our kids' choices because we are responsible for our kids. But they get to a certain age where all of a sudden they start making their own choices and they're responsible for those choices. We can't deny that. What I would say more than anything else, if your child is not going to confession or making the wrong choices, we have to be that example. And don't forget the amount of authority, we have to use the word authority, spiritual authority that you have over your child. When you pray for your child, expect to see those changes. Expect to see something happen. But you got to keep praying and you got to do it with faith. Thank you for joining us today here at the Clinic of Virgin Most Powerful. I hope this was a great show. It was a great show for me. I love hearing your comments. Let's keep praying that rosary. Let's repent and let's work for each other in faith. I will be fasting this weekend for you guys and for, so that we have good outcomes um, as far as our politics because I think that that's going to relieve a lot of things. But I'm also going to pray that we can all continue to pray and increase our faith. Once we increase our faith, we're going to be at peace inside no matter what's going on around us. Thank you for all your comments. Always a pleasure to be here with you at the clinic. And until next time, keep the faith, keep praying to Our Lady, pray your rosaries, and we'll see you here at the clinic next week. St. Faustina's Prayer for Priests Oh my Jesus, I beg thee on behalf of the whole church, grant it love and the light of thy spirit, and give power to the words of priests, so that hardened hearts might be brought to repentance and return to Thee, O Lord. Lord, give us holy priests. 
Thou thyself maintain them in holiness. O divine and great high priest, may the power of thy mercy accompany them everywhere and protect them from the devil's traps and snares, which are continually being set for the souls of priests. May the power of thy mercy, O Lord, shatter and bring to naught all that might tarnish the sanctity of priests. For thou canst do all things. Amen. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful Radio, sharing the gospel with clarity and charity.